Welcome to Subtitles On. You're joined by G. And Fee. And this week, we're talking about convertible notes and SAFEs. So SAFE stands for Simple Agreement for Future Equity. When you're starting to do a capital raise, often you'll probably think about giving away shares in your company. But today we're talking about some of the alternatives to doing that. And so convertible notes and SAFEs are one of those, those instruments that startups often use to raise capital in those early stages. How are you going? Good. How's your week been? It has been pretty pretty busy, um, but a good week. How about you? Yeah, same. It's definitely been a busy one, but exciting. I feel like we've got, strangely enough, kind of deals that were um, kind of paused for a little bit have popped back up. We mm. completed a deal yesterday, we which did. is always exciting. Yes. <laughs> so... Last week, we were talking about shareholder agreements. The week before, we kind of spoke about the capital raise process. We've given a few weeks before that an overview of, I guess, the different stages of raising capital. What I thought would be helpful to talk about today is raising capital but not giving away shares to your company. Um, And we've actually, we've like very lightly touched on both of these instruments, if you want to call them. but actually, they deserve a whole episode because they can come across really complex. I'll warn you, there are a ton of buzzwords in this episode. Yeah. Um, but we'll explain it for you guys because um, it's definitely something that comes up very early stage. Yeah. So if we take kind of a step back and you look at like an equity capital raise, the things that you need to make decisions on during that capital raise are kind of the reasons that you then do these instruments, a convertible note or a safe. So what I'm talking about is that when you're raising equity, you have to, one, decide what the company's worth, its value, right? You then have to, from that, you can work out the share price that the investor is going to pay, the number of shares, the class of shares, you know, terms attaching to them, preference, etc. The thing is, often when you're at an early stage, you might not be ready to have those conversations. You don't know what the valuation is. Exactly. And so both are safe and a convertible note give you the opportunity to essentially delay that conversation. Um, So let's kind of talk a little bit more about how, I guess, the common terms in both of those agreements and how they work. jump right into it yep. and start out with a safe. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a, it's a cool term. They're actually a relatively new um, instrument. So it came out of a um, accelerator over in the States called Y Combinator. Um, it's a like a sort of seed startup accelerator. Um, they're actually responsible for launching companies like Stripe, like Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, DoorDash, Dropbox, mm-hmm. all the kind of big names. Yeah. Um, so it popped out of there in around 2013 and it literally just stands for a simple agreement for future equity. And really, I think what they were trying to do is, um, lighten a convertible note up and try and find something that is, um, I would say quite company friendly. Mm -hmm. What it is, is it's essentially a convertible note, but without the debt element. And we'll go into what a convertible note means, so that makes a little bit more sense in a sec. Mm -hmm. Um, But all it is is saying, okay, 
here is um, a bunch of cash from an investor and a promise to eventually issue them shares sometime in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Yeah. Okay, so then, gee, what actually is a convertible note? Okay, so a convertible note is just simply a loan. So it's an act- it is actually a debt instrument um, from an investor to a company, and then the loan converts into equity at a later trigger event. So basically, it sounds like both of these have these later trigger events. Correct. What's what's a typical trigger event? Okay, let's talk about the trigger events. So normally, so in a convertible note, there's there's normally three. Um, so you first of all, there's like a future equity investment round. Um, so for example, if you're, I don't know, you're in your pre-seed funding, that next round would then be your seed round. Um, and what you're, you're essentially saying is that, well, at that event, there's going to be a valuation struck and therefore whatever the money is that you've lent to the company via the safe or not lent the money that's been given to the company via the safe or via the convertible note will then be converted into shares. Yeah. There's also the concept of a, an exit event. So, for example, if you sold the, if you, if the company sold all the shares or they sold the assets of the company or, you know, I don't know, they did an IPO, which is probably unlikely at an early stage, but, like, that is typically what an exit event means. And then the other, which is only really normally in the convertible note, is the maturity date. So a safe often won't have a maturity date, but sometimes it, do- it does because there can be a risk that it can stay there forever if you don't have a maturity date. And a maturity date just being kind of like a drop-dead date on which you say, well, we need to either repay the convertible note or we need to convert that into shares. Cool. So as you said, it's basically like these dates that um, kind of trigger some kind of either conversion mm-hmm. to shares or just issue of shares in the case of a safe. Correct. And so the the key difference there between a convertible note and a safe is a safe never gets paid back. Someone never gets the right to receive that money back. It's not debt. And so they only ever receive to, as it says, it's a simple agreement for future equity. That is the only way it can go. They will only get shares. Convertible note typically has two different options. One is conversion into shares and one is in certain circumstances that money would be paid back with interest potentially. Just like a a regular loan. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so that that kind of explains the differences between the two of them. Um, now, there's also some questions around, like, how do you decide at what price those the money converts into shares? Yeah, so there are a bunch of um, kind of different ways, I think, that you can um, put a price on the shares at that time that we now have our trigger event. Um, there's two really typical ones called uh, valuation cap and a discount. Um, I guess the third one would just be um, at whatever price you're issuing shares at the time of the trigger event as well. Mm. So you don't get either. But often you will do a discount um, or a valuation cap because what you're trying to do is almost reward the investor for having invested so early that they get their shares at a bit of a cheaper price than everyone else. That's kind of the idea of it. Now, 
I want to start with probably discount because I think it's the easier one to wrap your head around. Um, a discount um, on the, pri- the price, really all we're talking about is, gee, if we got an investor into subtitles on, for example, at the very beginning, um, and they gave us, I don't know, let's say 10 grand to invest in the company, um, and it's under a safe. If, say, we then do another round down the road and um, we're issuing shares at, I don't know, $10 a share, what we might say to that early stage investor is actually when we issue those shares and they're $10 a share, you get a discount. Yours is only going to be $8 a share. Mm-hmm. That's to say thanks for coming in so early. Mm-hmm. That's how the discount works. So that's a 20% discount. Exactly right. Yep. Okay. And what is the typical discount that w- that you would see in safes and convertible notes? It's somewhere around the 10 to 20 mark, um, 10 to 20%. It can be anything really, yep. but that's what we, en- we typically end up seeing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the idea is obviously that the higher the discount, the more shares an investor would then get on that trigger event. Yeah. So if you're a company, you want to probably have a lower discount. If you're an investor, you want to see a high discount. Yeah. Exactly right. Cool. So then I guess there's the valuation cap. Yeah. So I'm going to go through this one quite slowly because it uses some complex terms. Um, A valuation cap, basically it just means you're capping the value of the company at the time you get your shares. So let's say same kind of example um, that we used beforehand. Um, Let's say we put a valuation cap of our company at a million dollars. But then we raise capital in that that next round that we were talking about. And actually, it was like $3 million that our our, um, valuation was when we raised capital. What it means is that that investor actually comes in at a price per share up to a million dollars rather than the three million that the other investors are coming in on. Again, it's it's to the advantage of the investor. They're effectively coming in and saying, fine, you know, we're willing to give you this money now, but let's agree that there's a maximum value of this company that we're willing to convert at. So if it is that it, the valuation goes up greatly because we actually came in at this round, we should be given shares at the price of this round rather than at a future price because we've we've taken an early risk, we've invested early. Generally, you see the convertible notes that contain or a safe that contain a, a discount and a valuation cap that it's drafted so that it's the lower of. Exactly. So then you kind of get the benefit of almost choosing whichever one's better. Yeah. Um, and it, it, it typically is whichever one's better for the investor. Yes. Again, it, it does make sense. I mean, y- you got to think about it in the way that your investor, this is an investor who's co- willing to come in and throw money at you without having to um, kind of put a qualification or value on it. So you, you want to reward them for that and say, thanks for having faith in my idea and just throwing money at me kind of almost blindly. Um, so when we do get to the point where we actually um, have kind of got our stuff together, mm. um, you get the benefit of either having a discount or having a capped amount in which your shares convert or are issued at. Yep.
So we've kind of chatted about the main similarities of a safe and a convertible note being that they both have those trigger events. They both have similar conversion prices being, you know, at a discount or evaluation and, sorry, evaluation cap. Um, What's kind of the main difference between um, the terms that you might see in a convertible note that you may not see in a safe? Yeah. So again, it comes down to the difference that a safe is not a debt instrument and a convertible note is a debt instrument. And so in many ways, it's therefore those loan debt type terms that you'll see in a convertible note that you don't see in a safe. So again, the maturity date, most loans have a drop dead date on which a loan has to be repaid. If you take out a loan with your house, 30 years. Convertible note, you're probably looking at 18 months to two years. It's quite a short term debt instrument. There's also interest payable typically on the um, on the convertible note. Sometimes that interest will be paid through the life of the convertible note, so it'll be paid maybe on a monthly basis. Other times it will be, you know, added to the balance of the loan and then will be repaid at the end or it will convert into more shares. It's just added to whatever the, the original amount was that you took out. Other things are, so default events, um, similar to, you know, if you take out a home loan, there's certain things that will result in you being in default. One of them is obviously not paying. So in a convertible note, if you were meant to be paying interest and you didn't pay it, then that could be a default event. If there was an insolvency event with the the company, then there could be a default event. Um, There may or may not be security. So the notes could be unsecured, and that means there's there's no security given by the company or the founders to secure that interest. What would be an example of a security that you would kind of have, especially for a startup? Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question, actually. Mm. I mean, it, I, I guess what you would typically say that for a convertible note, the security would be what we call a general security agreement, um, which is basically a fixed and floating charge. You're giving security over all of the assets of the company, whatever they are from time to time. Um, so if the company doesn't pay off its regular interest to you, then you could call on that security. Yeah, start exactly. You've got company. exactly. You've got more powers um, in a different. You can basically appoint, um, you know, an administrator, or you can appoint a receiver, and they, those people have additional powers to do certain things and essentially take over the business and run it and 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 get the money back. Yeah. Um, I would query whether a startup startup actually does have any assets and, and that is why I think in general we, we see unsecured because there's a recognition from the investor that actually there is no security there. Yeah. Um, and so unless you take security over the actual founder's assets, then there's not much point. So that um, I would say it's generally unsecured. Uh-huh. Um, and then I guess some of the other things convertible note holders may or may not um, request um, are kind of similar to what you see in a shareholders agreement, noting obviously a convertible note holder isn't a shareholder. Um, sometimes an investor will say, well, fine, we're delaying the valuation conversation, but I actually want to, I will eventually be a shareholder. So I kind of in this interim period want to be treated like a shareholder. That means that I want more information rights, you know, that you would have under the shareholders agreement like we spoke about last week. Sometimes you even see convert convertible note holders want board rights, observer rights, certain um, decisions or requirements for them to approve certain things. So it can become quite a 
detailed document, again, really depending on whether you are at, where at the point of your um, life. That is one thing I would say about a convertible note at this point is that they're often used in two scenarios. One is very early on in an early stage startup. And those documents are typically quite short form, simple, almost like a safe in a way with just a few additional um, you know, terms and conditions. When a company starts to mature, a convertible note's often used as bridge financing between rounds. Yeah. And it's those um, convertible notes where I'm starting to talk about these more extensive rights, default events, shareholder rights, board observer, you know, board having say over certain consent adders, et cetera. Um, and then similarly, probably the last thing is about, again, depending on where you are in that, um, you know, if it's an early stage or later, the reps and warranties, so representations and warranties that the company is required to give about the state um, of the company. Early stage will be very low when you're further along. And if it's bridge financing, there'll be probably extensively negotiated representations and warranties. Cool. I thought, I think it also, it might be worth kind of just flowing on from that to chat about essentially the benefits of um both the safe and the convertible note. Um, I think one of the biggest ones that you just chatted about is the fact that they actually aren't a shareholder until they either are issued their shares or um, their convertible note converts into shares. And that's a really big benefit at the beginning. Um, I think especially because, you know, if you're a founder and you want control over um, how the company runs at those early stages, you, you get that control mm-hmm. um, with a convertible note and a safe because they're not another shareholder chiming in and getting a vote on or a say on particular things. But I think, yeah, going off what you said, Fee, that the thing you've got to think about is that really what you're doing is delaying the valuation um, and you're kind of taking on someone's money to hopefully actually prove your business, grow your business and then put the company and yourself in potentially a better negotiating position to then talk about that person becoming a shareholder and what it then looks like for them to hold equity in your business going forward. So it often will delay the conversations you then have to have around your shareholders agreement um, and the rights and so on that you're going to give away to that person, um, which I think can actually put you in a stronger position when you know, you're in those early stages. Absolutely. I mean, you've already got the cash at that point, so they don't have something to hold you to almost. Exactly. Um, Yeah, absolutely beneficial. In terms of a the difference between a convertible note and a safe, I'd say as a kind of general note that a Safe is probably more company friendly, whereas your convertible note is probably a little bit more investor friendly. And that's just if you think about it in the way that, um, you know, with a convertible note, the investor is getting the benefit of potentially getting interest. They've kind of um, potentially might get security. They have some kind of, um, I guess, something to hold on to with the note as a a little bit more tangible. rights that they have that you don't have as a safe um, holder because it's literally just a promise to one day in the future issue um, shares, whereas a convertible note, it it has that um, option to the investor to go, okay, now I want my cash 
or I, I want my cash and I want it with interest, or I, my shares now definitely convert because I've got a maturity date. Um, whereas the safe doesn't have that um, those kind of rights. Mm. Um, so, but it certainly is beneficial for for a company. Mm. I guess um, kind of things though to watch out for. Yeah. You want to be clear at the beginning, particularly with safes, and if you're getting them from, um, usually it is your friends and family, so essentially um, your more unsophisticated investors, Um, you want to be quite clear that no, they are not a shareholder. They do not have rights to dividends. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. They don't have a right to vote. Mm. If there's no trigger event, then depending on how it's drafted, they could never never get issue shares. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I guess the things to look out for, especially from a company point of view on the um, convertible note side, is that you will actually have an obligation then not only to eventually or potentially convert their shares into equity, but you may actually have to just pay the cash if that's what um, the investor elects if they have an election in their convertible note agreement. Mm -hmm. So you kind of want to be very aware that you may have to cough up the cash at some point plus interest. Yes. The other thing with a safe, um, you should just be really careful. I know that there's a lot of incubators and accelerators out there that actually as part of being signed up for it have standard documents. Now, often in that are just kind of standard valuation caps and discounts, et cetera. They're things that you should probably run the numbers on and just be really careful that you understand how that actually would work, especially if you're you're starting to issue a lot of safes. The dilutionary impact can be quite um, large if you don't actually work that through properly and actually consider how those mechanisms work. 100% worked examples are one of the best things to do Yeah, because it's really easy to... um, kind of in your head go oh that should only be you know five percent or whatever but you start doing that a bunch of times and you're thinking actually in my next round I'm only going to raise this much you'd be surprised at how quickly it can add up exactly yeah and then so I guess in terms of the documentation so this, the simple agreement for future equity, I mean, if you look around the internet, you'll be able to find a number of different examples. There's quite a few, because it came out of Y Combinator, they actually have, I think, like four different examples, some that have the, the discounts, some that have valuation caps, some that have both, and kind of some drafting notes about them. Similarly, like I said, Australian incubators and accelerators often have that as part of their, you know, sign-on. Um, so... They're quite a, you know, it's a short form agreement. It's probably five pages. Um, And then with the convertible note fee. Yeah, so a convertible note document, um, I think with a early stage convertible note, you you can end up having a relatively short document, um, whereas it can be a bit lengthier, as you've already flagged when you're later on in the business. And mostly that's um, just filled with with reps and warranties, really. Mm. Um, The other... A piece of paper that you often get with a convertible note is an actual note certificate, mm-hmm. um, which you won't get with a safe because, as we said, it's not actually um, an instrument in its own right. It's a future kind of um, right to get issued those shares, whereas a convertible note, you'll, also, you'll often get an actual certificate that says you're holding on to these many convertible notes. Yeah. The other document that you may get with a convertible note is uh, the general security deed or 
specific security deed depending on um, whether or not your notes are secured? What I would suggest with either, if you're putting either of them in place, is to ensure that you also keep, you know, records of obviously the conversion events. Um, obviously, with a convertible note, you're meant to be keeping a register of the note holders, um, but then also just keeping a record, obviously, of the trigger events, diarising when, you know, maturity is coming up. In terms of your cap table and whether or not these instruments should be sitting on there or shouldn't be and what goes into the cap table, it is um, often a good idea to include convertible notes and safes on your cap table to Mm. show that while the shares aren't actually issued yet, there is an obligation to at some point issue them. So when an investor comes in, they can see, okay, well, if I'm in their next round, if I'm investing, I know... Um, what actually my percentage is going to be on a what we call fully diluted basis, yes. which means we assume that the safe and uh, the safe participants and the um, convertible note holders have already um, converted or exactly. issued their shares. Exactly. Um, and the final thing I would say just about both of the instruments is that our Australian Corporations Act actually regulates um, the issuing of what's called securities um, and both of those are going to constitute a security. What that means is that there's like certain disclosure obligations that go when you're issuing securities, when you're offering securities and certain restrictions around what you can and cannot do. Um, It's just important to keep that in mind. There's various exemptions out there that allow you to do that in a cost-efficient manner but it is something that it's worth getting some advice about. All right. Well, I think that's it for us on safes and convertible notes. Um, we totally get it. They're a tricky subjects, so feel free to give us a message and let us know if there's any part that's a little confusing or you want, to, um, want us to chat about a little bit more. Remember, just shoot us a message or 